How do I look? I did just the headset. I was like, was Paul in this thing? What small head was in this thing? All right, I guess I guess we're live, man. Back in full action. Cheers it up. Hell yeah, man. Come on now. Happy. Oh, I guess you don't want me to give the date, do you? No, yeah. Oh. We're, we're doing this 4th of July. 4th of July. Here's the first beer of the day. I'll send my last one uh, on Twitter so you can see. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be quite a few consumed today, Mike. Mm. Yeah, so we did this one year ago. Mm-hmm. Video debut for Cousin Shane. Yeah. It's been a whirlwind ever since. You've been... You complain every day, damn, I got to set up the camera, God. I got to send you the files. You know, I miss, I, I do miss, I joke about it, I miss the old days when, when you know, I, I used to, so, I used to smoke, um, terrible habit, if you're doing it, quit, you know, it's terrible. Yeah. And I'm just saying that because I don't like smoking now, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of funny when you quit smoking and then you smell, and you're like, oh, look at these gross people, you know, even though I did it for 10 freaking years. But I used to miss, I'd sit out there in the gazebo, I'd smoke cigarettes, you know, sometimes shirtless, can't get away with that anymore, you know, get pulled off the uh, YouTube or something. But I used to sit out there, we used to pod, and then I'd have to pause for a minute, trains coming through, or the dogs yep. are barking, and I'm trying to figure out, you know. And it's funny, because we were doing it for like 50 listeners at the time, you know, and it's just kind of cool how it's grown. It's 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 kind of crazy how, how quickly it's grown, yeah. and, and, and now it's it's – I don't want to call it a job, but it, it is a, it's like a part-time gig. And now I'm doing cameras. Like I'm checking my teeth, like I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like, not getting bats in the cave. You know, I'm doing all this stuff before I get on the air. And I'm like, yeah, I just kind of miss the old days. You mean you just jumping on there talking for 30 minutes. And then if you didn't want to do it, you're like, hell, we'll do it tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah, but we've come a long way, but, uh, yeah. you know, I just wanted to celebrate that one year anniversary. Yeah. That was, that was before we were scared to death about what, what happened at media days mm-hmm. and we did so well they said hell next year we'll bring media days to them yeah coming to nashville so i'm excited about that yeah and uh you know we got to get the word out bearded iris july 15th 3 to 6 p.m central time come hang out we're calling it that sec or well, yeah. sec media's uh tailgate yeah, pregame, whatever we want to call it. I was going to call it fame reunion with the cousins, <laughs> but Mike thought that may confuse a few people. So I get that. Uh, Mike, I think this is going to be awesome. I- I'm really pumped up about this. There may be two people show up. There may be 100 people show up. I don't know. But I know yeah. three people will be there, me, you, and flying Hawaiian. <laughs> and we're going to be drinking cold beers. We're going to be talking about the pod. We're going to be talking about football and just cutting up. I, I, you know, a lot of times we, we've got these little interviews that we're doing 60 minutes, and it's got to be pressed and ready to go. You know, it would be nice just to kind of chill for a minute and just talk to a lot of loyal listeners, Mike. That's, that's yeah. the main reason we're doing it because – some of these guys that, that were retweeting us on day one are still retweeting us five years later, you know, and and that's what I want to give back. I just want to just thank them, yeah. you know. So, first five that show up, uh, I'm going to get a beer on me. So, I'll, I got the first five that show up, I'll give you – I'll buy you a beer. I don't know if that's legal, but we'll, we'll, make, it, we'll make you sign something when you get in there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I can't wait for that. Can't wait for media days, mm-hmm. but – uh, you know, anytime I get together with you, it's special. So yeah, not just because I love you, but because because of these, man. What one of our favorite shows that we do every year, we get the most heat for it. Well, I do. Yeah, not, we always not me. We always say not because of Shade. This is not Shade's list. <laughs> That's right. I won't even tag you on it, but somehow you'll get tagged. I'll in get it. I'll get brought in. Come get your boy. That's usually <laughs> the comment I get all the time. You know, like I'm like, what did he do to Kentucky today? You know. <laughs> well, I'm about to make everyone else mad and i don't even intend to do it shane because i'm ready to do my quarterback rankings for the coming season yeah and i have to say as always because people loot there how can you have this guy ahead of that guy this guy that guy this is my attempt shane to project where the rankings will be at the end of the season not entering the season so there's a little bit of a projection there's you know, you have to factor in their teammates and their coaches and, and everything like that. Uh, I don't really factor in the schedule because I don't think a schedule really affects a quarterback. But really what I'm just saying, December 1st, what order would you draft 
the SEC quarterbacks if okay. you had an opportunity. Does that make sense? It does, and, and I want to put a little asterisk by that because you're not saying statistically best quarterback because, you know, you're going to get your Will Rogers lovers. You're going right, to get, right. you know, your Joe Milton lovers that are, you know, they're going to be more of an air raid. But if all – 14 of these guys were getting drafted tomorrow. What is the order the NFL would select them? Is that kind of – Well, maybe not NFL, but maybe more like if you had a college football to game, game to win, let's say yeah. the SEC championship. Okay. Which quarterback is going to give you the best chance to get that W on Saturday? Okay. All right. I dig that. That makes yeah. sense to you? Makes makes perfect sense. It won't online <laughs> because people won't listen to this, and then they're going to be like, oh, this freaking idiot. You know? Yep, but, yep. yes, I see what you're saying. So, games on the line – you go to the locker room, you got 14 quarterbacks. Which one are you suiting up? I like that. Right. And it's a little bit uh, more difficult because we don't know. Obviously, we never know this time of year, 4th of July, all the starters. So there's some projection here. Not all these guys have been named starting quarterback, but I assume they will be. Either they will be or I think they'll play the most for their team this fall. Does that make sense? Wait, say that one more time. Well, uh, there's a couple teams. We don't know who the starter is. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess I'm kind of projecting either the names here will either be the starters or they'll be the guys that play the most for their okay, team. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, like Alabama, I had to go with somebody. Yeah. I could be dead wrong. Yeah. But this is the quarterback I think will play the most for Alabama is the guy that I'm I, I get mentioning that. You on know, my it's, list. It's funny that you say that because if you listen to the last quarterback ones, you know, some of those guys didn't even play. So, no, I, I get you. It's a little bit tough to do it right now in July. Right. But uh, you're just giving it your best shot. So, that's that's all we can ask for, Mike. You know, it's like your dad says. <laughs> all right, number 14. And this is where, you know, people get tuned off immediately. How could you have my guy 14th? Yeah. Graham Mertz, Florida. Okay. And – I also say this every year, and people don't don't believe me, but it speaks to the depth at the quarterback position in the SEC. He was a five-star recruit, never quite lived up to the billing at Wisconsin. Now he's at Florida, uh, 59% passer. That's not bad, 5,400 yards, 38 touchdowns, 26 interceptions. But why is he last on my list, Shane? First year in the SEC, first year in Billy Napier's offense. Four or five offensive linemen are new starters for the Florida Gators. So I think there's going to be some struggle there. I, if Florida does well, it's going to be because of their running game. Yeah. Now, Graham Mertz, maybe play action. Maybe he feeds off that and he has a great year. But I'm not really ready to go that far. And just the fact that, you know, say what you want about Anthony Richardson. He did go number four in the NFL draft. He was very, very inconsistent. So is that Anthony Richardson or is that Billy Napier? Probably a combination of both. No. But – how can I right, rightfully, Shane, sit here and look at a guy that just went number four overall and his coach and the program didn't get the most out of him? Am I to believe they're going to do that with Graham Mertz, who we know? I mean, he may be the breakout star in the SEC. He's not going number four overall in the next draft. So right. he's not on the same tier talent-wise as Anthony Richardson. Maybe he's more consistent. And I think that's the, ho that's the hope you got to have if you're Florida Gators is you may not have a – guy that could take over the football game and, and beat a Utah or uh, a South Carolina or nearly came back and beat Tennessee. But maybe we just have a steady Eddie that doesn't have a Kentucky performance, of, yeah. uh, you know, things of that nature. So that's the hope. But uh, right now I got Graham Mertz dead last. Uh, any any issues with that? Well, I mean, not from you, Mike, because we know you hate the Florida Gators. So I kind of <laughs> expected this right out of the gate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't. Even, the people are asking, like, we haven't even done their team previews or anything. He's going on Paul Feinbaum saying <laughs> Billy's a F-ranked coach. You know, uh, I would. I do want to ask you real quick before I, before we jump into quarterback here. Uh, that that appearance that you had obviously threw my ass under the bus, which that's okay. I get that. <laughs> I knew it was coming. In fact, I would have been tweeting if if he had said, "Hey, Shane's jumping on tomorrow." I'm like, "What the Mike?" You know, I, a little heads up, but. Uh, I did want to ask you on that coaching, if you could go back, because this, this shit's been drugged through the mud, especially Kentucky fans. Um, would you change any of those? Is there any that you're like, uh, now that you've had a little bit, I mean, because that was kind of, that was impromptu. And, yeah, that's the and, thing. I never know what, what Paul's going to ask me. L yeah. Literally never do they say, all right, let's talk A, B, C, nothing. They say, hey, can you come on at three? It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I, yes, I will be there. That's how it goes. I had no idea. I think he just said that just because that's how we started the conversation. I said yeah. I graded Mark Stoops and 
So I guess he was just curious to see what I had to say about the rest. But did you gave Billy an F? Would you really give? I mean, because I, I'll say what you want. Coaching is a lot of things. Yeah. But one of the biggest parts isn't actually, in, in my opinion, and I, I know there's everybody's got their own opinion, but is getting the talent there. And mm-hmm. you know, it's hard not to acknowledge just the the fire that they've got down there right now with this recruiting. We've got. Stadium renovations coming up. I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of good stuff happening down there in Gainesville. So I, I want to factor some of that in. So yeah. would you change that score at all? Well, I mean, specifically that one, I was having yeah. fun. You yeah. know what I mean? I yeah. mean, Billy Napier's not the worst coach in the SEC, yeah. but he did a pretty piss poor job last year, if you ask me, yeah. at, the, at the end. I mean, losing to Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean that Kentucky game was awful. Yeah. Um. I I thought some of his his decisions to go for it cost him in the Tennessee game. I mean, there's things to critique, but yeah. I mean, I'm in wait and see mode with Billy. Yeah. I really am. And this year, many people are saying that's the toughest schedule in the country. Right. The following year, Shane, they get 11 Power Five teams are on their schedule. <laughs> I saw that. I mean, this is. It's not getting easier. No. Yeah. So I think I can give him a better grade because because I'll be. Perfectly honest. I know he had a great record at Louisiana. Yeah. I don't watch Louisiana football. No. So I don't know how to grade that. Neither does these games of Florida fans, you know. <laughs> right, right. But they're going to ride and die with their coach. I get right, that, right. you know. I, I watched zero UCF, right, you right. know, with Heupel. And, and then now I'm like his best, biggest fan, you know. Right. So, so, no, no, he's not an F. That, yeah. that would make him the – he's probably – to me, he's probably like B minus C. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's fair. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, I think I just think they haven't had an opportunity. But I, I, again, just getting the talent to the field, I think that's a big part of it. And right. and uh, you know, so they, he's got a higher ceiling, I think. But back to quarterback, I wanted to ask you. Well, wait, so, one more oh, thing. Yeah. Last thing, because sometimes I get this a lot. People say, "My God, you you go full tilt on Feinbaum." Well, that's the point. I think yeah. that's why he's having me on. If I just <laughs> yeah. sat here and it was just, you know, I said nothing funny. I, I mean, basically, that's what I I yeah. take it as. I'm trying to make him laugh. Exactly. And trying to bring information. I mean, it's not yeah. like I'm just saying crazy stuff, but I'm trying to make him laugh. I'm trying to get his audience fired up because they talk about me for days on end. Yeah. And then they want to have me back. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of the whole point there. But Well, uh, hell, Mike, that's why you have me on, you know? So right, It's right. like football <laughs> is serious. I get that. There's a serious side of it. And when, when the game's on the line or a rivalry's on the line, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's families that divide – because of college football. So there's a serious side of it. But for me, college football is also fun, man. Drinking right. cold beer with your buddies and family and, mm-hmm. and creating some of those memories. I, I'll never forget our old Miss game, you know. That was the longest fucking walk to the truck I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, why did you go out of bounds, you know, the entire time? So I get it. it it's serious. It's funny. But it creates memories. And, and, and I, I think sometimes that gets lost in media. It's, it's just so – Archaic and right, right. you know black and white. Nah, let's have some fun, but let's let's get the news out there too. So I, I love I love your Paul Feinbaum experience. <laughs> I, I, it's one of my highlights. I can't wait to see who he pisses off. You know, because I usually tell even if I don't watch the show, and all of a sudden South Carolina is blowing up my Twitter feed. I'm like, damn, what did he say about Shane? You know. <laughs> uh, but okay, back to the quarterbacks. I want to ask you if we if we took him out of Gainesville. You know, because one of the things that I think when you're factoring how good a quarterback's going to be, mm-hmm. sometimes it gets lost. I mean, you mentioned the linemen and stuff like that, but in the scenario when we're going to a locker room and we're picking 14 quarterbacks, it doesn't matter what the roster is going to be. But if I took him and I put him in, let's say, College Station, would you still have him at 14? You think, or do you? I'd think probably you, move him up. Yeah. Just, I mean, you got just better talent around right. you as far as wide receivers and and uh, more of experienced offensive lines. So, right. So that that may be a factor there. So you would, it's so he's got a higher ceiling. It's not. It's not like he's just 14th forever. Right. Like he's one of those guys that you could see being some. Like, what do you think his ceiling could be uh, down there in Florida? Let's just say yeah. stars align, and we again we've not done our well, that's preview an inter- for that's the game. an interesting question because I I don't know that he's got great receivers either. Right. I mean he's got right. a couple quality ones, but he came from an offense at Wisconsin where they love to run the ball. That's yeah. what they do. They run the ball that takes pressure off the quarterback, and he couldn't get it done there. And this yeah. is not one of these situations where. Uh, you know, a guy stroke, you know, did so well at a lower level, and now he's coming up to the SEC. Yeah. Uh, I hear they wanted him back, so it's not like he was god-awful. But right. 
again, if you're taking a struggling Wisconsin quarterback and he's going to be the savior of the program, yeah. that says something about your program, in, in my mind. Okay. And just watching him in the spring game, I mean, that was off. That was one of the worst spring games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Now, linemen were out, and apparently the defense and all that. I mean, there's always excuse, there's excuses when the guy's awful. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't know the defense was going to be blitzing. Like, <laughs> that's what defense is going to do in the SEC. <laughs> They're going to light your ass up, you know. Yeah. you got to respond to it. So, uh, his ceiling – uh, man, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Uh, cause I don't, I don't like an average, average SEC quarterback. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, second, second tier somewhere. Right, right, there. right. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike, and and I think I'm I'm more hesitant to 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 rank him just because I don't know him. Right. You know, and and honestly, I don't know this Florida team that well either. Right. You know, to come out here and say I know exactly what Billy's going to be putting on this field week two. Nah, I have no clue. And I know that they'll have a pretty good defense. I know they'll have a hell of a running game. Right. But past that, it's there's a lot of question marks, and the big one is quarterback play. So I'm I'm and I think I'm, that factors into my. Yeah. Thinking because if yeah. I if I was sitting here, we'll get to my picks in a little while. But if I was sitting here saying Florida's going to shock everybody, yeah. they're going to win the East. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't be saying exactly. that quarterbacks. Exactly. That's that's illogical. We may be walking away from this Utah game. They're like everybody's saving this now. You know, <laughs> like Mike's such a dumbass. <laughs> All right, number thirteen, Shane. We love this guy. Showed great promise last year. AJ Swan from Vanderbilt. Uh, 1,274 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions last season. As a true freshman, he's got Will Shepard, he's got Jalen McGowan, two great receivers. They're bringing back five offensive linemen with starting experience. However, Shane, against Power 5 teams, four touchdowns, two picks. So, again, true freshman, Vanderbilt, that's somewhat to be expected. But I think his numbers are a little inflated against poorer uh, uh, teams, defenses, yeah. and everything. But, again, I'll continue to say it, man. If A.J. Swan's the 13th best quarterback in this conference, we've yeah. got a hell of a, of a conference of quarterbacks, and I think we do. Because I don't think – they're not losing games because A.J. Swan. If they were winning games, it's because of him. Right. Uh, right. And this is another one where, again, I, I said he's got talent around him. Yeah. But his star running backs now at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's how much help he's going to get. No, I get that. And, and – I love A.J. Swan. You know that. And um, I, I just think he is an SEC quarterback. You know, a lot yeah. of times Vanderbilt have these guys and they start flip-flopping them around and they're just trying to orchestrate some sort of offense production. And when mm-hmm. I watch Swan, I'm like, man, this guy could be playing somewhere else in the SEC. So, I think he's very talented. Uh, health is the biggest concern, yeah. you know. Maybe put some more – I mean, he was a freshman, so maybe put some more weight on a little bit stronger this year. I think if we can get a full season from Swan, I think he's one of those guys that moves quickly up this list. And he does that with receiver plays because I think, you know, Vanderbilt – you know, they had some they had some games last year that they were able to stick close and then take advantage of, of a Mike Wright run or, right. you know, or a Ray Davis run or something like that. Just keep it within striking distance. I don't think you're going to have that luxury this year. I think you're going to have to put some points up, and I think that's going to be with Swan. So, I think he should be a little higher on your list. But, um, but again, um, that, sh- that shows because a lot of people are saying this is a down year for quarterbacks in the SEC. I think you're crazy. Yeah. I think, I think when you look across all 14 of these, there's, you can make an argument almost all of them is going to play in the NFL at some, some right, level. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 that's crazy to have them at 13. <laughs> and then, like, I'm curious how the rest of this list goes, you know. <laughs> all right, number 12 on my list, Peyton Thorne, Auburn. Yeah. Transfer from Michigan State. And this is another one, Shane, where it's not because I think he's a bad player, but it's it's just so hard for me to peg what Auburn's going to be with a yeah. new coaching staff, with essentially a new starting entire offense with all the transfers. So I think he could be a really good player, Shane. He reminds me of Bo Wallace. Yeah. Remember, he played yeah. for Hugh Freeze, who was very productive. He's one of the quarterbacks that beat Alabama. So I'm not saying you can't win with Peyton Thorne. I think he can. They won 11 games two years ago. Now, last year – Different story, but I, I think the team was not as good. But over 6,000 passing yards, 49 touchdowns, 24 picks at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did look at it this way too, Shane. This kind of against Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, which I think that's probably as close as, as he's going to get to facing uh, SEC defenses in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So against the Big Three there. 
six touchdowns, six interceptions. So yeah. kind of middle of the road. I, I don't know. Again, he is just hard for me to pig considering I've just watched a couple – you know, I haven't watched all his games, but I've watched as much as I could. And, again, Auburn. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to have – they got some transfers they like at receiver, a transfer at tight end, four or five transfer offensive linemen. How are all these pieces going to come together? I think that's difficult to be successful all year. Yeah. They're the team we're looking at, and we haven't done their team preview yet, but I think it's going to be shaky in the middle. And then if it all comes together the second half, they're going to go on a run. Right. Well, and, and I think I think Auburn fans are going to be a little biased right now, and because you're you got that high going on, I don't know. Right. There's just that natural buzz when you get a new you know new coach in there, and then you're thinking you're always thinking positive. Best case scenario, hey, what happened last year is gone. We're done with that system. We got us a quarterback coach, mm-hmm. you know. And say what you want, Hugh Freeze has always found ways to get the most out of these quarterbacks. So I can see why you'd get a little hate on this one, just because that. Just, just natural. It's, everybody does this, you know. They're, they're going to say, hey, we got this guy, we got this guy. We pair them together. It's perfect. We got these guys coming in. You know, so you're imagining. Because you don't know. You don't know what your football team is going to look like. Right. So, when you don't know, you're imagining the best-case scenario. And the best-case scenarios is that the stars align and that you're beating Alabama in the Iron Bowl. You know, that's, right, that's right. just kind of where I think Auburn fans are. Uh, it was a natural buzz when they got Thorne, you know. I saw mm-hmm. Cole tweeting out on it, you know. <laughs> Every rose has its thorn, you know. It's like this This is exactly what Auburn wanted. So, yeah, I, because of that, it's hard for me not to think that he should be higher up this list just because you got the hue factor there. Right. Well, I and this may not be a perfect comparison, but the way I kind of look at him is how I look at Hendon Hooker under Josh Heupel mm-hmm. and Matt Corral under Lane Kiffin. Because those are the style – that's virtually yeah. the, the system they want to run at Auburn now, that ba- that former Baylor system. Bringing in transfer – well, Matt, Matt Corral wasn't a transfer, but he was there under a different system. And, you know, by the end of year one, Hendon Hooker and Matt Corral were good players. Yeah. By year two, they were elite. Yeah. I think that's what you got to be hoping for with Peyton Thornton. Year two, yeah. it's just so hard to come in, all new scheme, new players, new coaches, and everything clicks yeah. right away. It's, it's just going to take time, I think. Right. And – they don't want to hear that, but yes, I, I, I'm agree. I'm agree. And that doesn't mean there. you're bad year one. Yeah, it just means you may not be a Heisman contender year well, one. Well, that's that's you know what, what I, mean? I think happens in Auburn. I think there's a handful of games where we get a glimpse of what the future of this right, program right. is going to look like. You know, and it may be a an upset, like you mentioned, Ole Miss. Hell, nobody's predicting Auburn to beat Ole Miss, but. We wouldn't be surprised if it happened. You know what I'm saying? Because right, right. I think there'll be a handful of these games. You're like, this is why we brought Hugh Freeze in. This is why he brought Peyton Thorne in. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. So next on my list, I kind of teased this one on the drive down here. Got a ton of hate shade. Number eleven, Brady Cook, Missouri, and he's a tough one because we don't even know if he's going to be the starting quarterback. We really don't. So have him this high up the list should give you some indication of the respect I have for him, but. He was banged up last year. We got to be fair to him. Yeah. Uh, very underrated runner. I thought he played better at the tail end of last season. If he plays like he did at the, just the tail end, mm-hmm. he's probably moving up this list. Yeah. If he plays like he did at the start of the season, he's probably moving down the list. You know, so he's a tough one for me to peg. They're in a new offensive system. He lost his star receiver, Dominic Lovett. We're hoping Luther Burton takes that jump and, and maybe negates that, but Again, we never know. Uh, I think at Missouri, the offensive line, and particularly the running back room, is kind of a concern, yeah. if I'm being fair. Because we're not talking 6-6 six and six anymore. We're trying to go 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Do we have the O-line? Do we have the running backs to get there? I don't know. I'm not saying we don't, but I don't know. And if you don't got great offensive line and you don't have help at running back, it's obviously not going to do great for the quarterback. So, all those factors. That's why I've got Brady Cook number eleven right now, fair or or not. Well, this is why this is Mike's list, Missouri <laughs> Nation. All right, you know, you know's got your back. This guy, and yes, the defense is going to keep you in a lot of games, but it's going to be Brady Cook that ends up winning it for you. Okay, I think I'm a little higher on him just because 
of his athletic ability. You know, the play. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people when the sh- when a shit gets real and the play breaks down, you're gonna have to have some legs. And I think that's what he provides. Something he wasn't able to do as much banged up last year. I think he's able to capitalize here. Mm-hmm. I think Luther takes that big step forward. I think they gotta. I mean, naturally, you gotta get this kid involved in everything. Kind of like uh, I, I joke, like Debo in the NFL. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you got to put him back at running back, it doesn't matter. Just make sure he's got the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think when they do that, that's gonna open up that offense a little bit more. I think Brady's got a lot against him. It kind of reminds me of uh, kind of uh, Bennett, you know, uh, if you're talking about Georgia, you know. He's not the guy. Everybody's talking about Sam and what's the future of the Mizzou nation going to look like. But – but he keeps winning the job, and, and I think that's what's going to happen here. So when you win the job over and over, you win this locker room, and I think that shows you a little bit more about what kind of quarterback they got there. So I'm a little higher on him, not crazy high. I don't, right, I don't right, want. Right. To, I'm not saying he's top five or anything like that. I saw a tweet floating around comparing KJ Jefferson. Uh, I love to give that kid a shout out. That's clever, but a screenshot between that game is not not saying who's a better quarterback here. But but if if I'm telling you, if if Missouri is going to take that next step, it's gonna have to be with. You cannot have your your the whole team looking over your shoulder, wondering when's the next guy coming in, and right. to put those naysayers away, come out here, put some points on the board. So I'm a little higher on him than you, uh, but not crazy high, like I said. So number ten on my list. This was difficult, Shane, and this was a factor of not knowing who the starting quarterback is. So there's a little bit of. Uh, you know, lack of confidence because it could be someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I put them this high because of the talent surrounding them. Whoever this quarterback is, it's probably going to be higher on this list. But again, I just don't know who it's going to be. Alabama, I went with Jalen Milrow, number yeah. 10. Uh, we liked him coming out of the spring. Started against A&M, 12 of 19, 111 passing yards, three touchdowns, but threw a really bad pick and lost two fumbles. He's an elite runner. Uh, you know, they should have a solid ground game to take yeah. pressure off him. Uh, but not knowing if he's going to be the starter or not, I, I like the weapons they have down there. Again, they don't have, you know, maybe top ten draft pick receivers like they usually do. Yeah. But they got four or five guys you can win with yeah. at a high level in the SEC. So, he's got weapons. Could be Ty Simpson. I don't think it's going to be the Buckner from Notre Dame. I mean – He's not good. He's just not good at all. So, give me Jalen Milrow. I think he has a little bit of that edge. Uh, Thoughts on Jalen Milrow, number 10? I like it. I like it because, again, kind of the same argument I made – with uh with Mizzou there, I, I just think athletic ability. We got to see it during the Arkansas game. Yeah, you know we got to see a little bit of it during the Texas A and M game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was a lot of things happening in, in that A and M matchup, uh, but I, I think you learn from that, man. I mean, nobody comes out and just takes over the reins. That's a right. lot of pressure coming out and being Alabama's number one quarterback. You know, especially right. when you're behind first, you know, future first round <laughs> pick here. You know, it's first pick. So. No, I think there's a lot of pressure there, and um, sorry, man, these beers are catching up to me already. <laughs> I probably should slow down. Uh, it's a holiday. But, yeah, it's a holiday. <laughs> I like the way uh, it's like my big orange walk, man. I'm gonna be fucking drunk later. So, um, but at any rate, Mike, I, I, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's tough to kind of gauge who the quarterback's gonna be because as soon as we say this, you know, Tyler comes. You know, it's, right, it's, right. it's just it could happen that way, but. When you look at Alabama's roster, they're loaded, man. They got a great line, big line. They got a stable of running backs that can compete with anybody in the country. And, yes, maybe not current first picks on wide receivers, but they're on there. You know, there's some young ones that I think emerge this year on this on this roster, and you're like, okay, there's the next first round pick. You know, so right. um, Alabama is kind of a kind of a wild card for me, and a lot of that has to do with quarterback play. So, but you got you got an Alabama roster. So I mean, you take you take Swan and you put him on Alabama, all of a sudden he's shooting up right. the list, and he's the fifth best quarterback in the league. So that's great. Yeah, point. I, I'm I'm with you here. I'll 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 stick in this point just because say what you want, he still managed to get two wins last year. Now here's where I'm going to lose a lot of fans here, Shane. I'll, I probably will gain some or, or other SEC fan bases. I'm going to see – look at your face as I say this. Number nine, quarterback in the SEC, Spencer Rattler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Listen to this, yeah. Shane. Yards per attempt have declined two years in a row. Yeah. Touchdown to interception ratio declined two years in a row. First season under offensive coordinator Dal Loggins, who there's a literally an article. I don't know. I don't watch NFLs like I used to. They called him the worst coordinator in, in a, I think in history or something like something crazy like that. The O line's questionable. They got two scholarship running backs. Mm-hmm. They do have Juice Wells. I think he's the best receiver in the in the SEC. If he can just throw it to Juice Wells, all maybe they'll be great. But beyond that, I don't know what I don't know what we're rating them on. I think South Carolina also got maybe the second, third hardest schedule in the country. So I don't know, man. I mean, at some point, you are what you what what we've seen, and yeah. what we've seen from him is inconsistent. Now, again, this is, doesn't mean he's garbage. You know, it just means he could Tennessee you and, and be incredible. Clemson, Clemson, incredible. He didn't do it the following game against Notre Dame with more time. I mean, I just don't know what to make of him. Yeah. He could be number one on this list. He could be – I don't think he could be much lower than number nine. But 10-11, I wouldn't be stunned either. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know what to make of the guy. So I'm putting him number nine. Uh, SEC Mike, that's his <laughs> list, not Big Orange Balls. I did not do this because I still have nightmares of Spencer Rattler, and I don't have nightmares about the – what rank are we, 11th? Number nine. Number nine? Hey, even, you know, not much better. But still, I have nightmares of a ninth-ranked quarterback in the SEC. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, yes, I get the inconsistency. I get that. I, I, I mean, the ups and downs. But – what South Carolina – I'm telling you right now, Mike, the reason they're going to be so upset on this list is because how did the season end? Spencer looked like a damn NFL first-round pick against Tennessee. Yep. Spencer looked like a second-round pick against Clemson. Did the bowl game go well? Eh, maybe. I mean, a lot better than it did in Florida. So, I think maybe – as a Gamecock fan, you'd be saying, hey, he figured it out, you know. And yep. going into the season, now you got, like I said, Juice Wells, probably an early first-rounder mm-hmm. right there, super talented wide receiver. If we could just get him the rock, how can we not be as productive as last year? I, I, I'm kind of – I'm kind of leaning that way just because I have those nightmares, those thoughts of him just just killing us, you know. Right. So maybe I'm a, I'm a little bit biased there. I, I'm going to have him a little higher. But I do think the inconsistency, kind of going back how this started, Mike, you're going to the locker room, you're in an SEC championship, your back's against the wall. Are you picking him? You know, or are you picking someone else? I, I think maybe that's the argument you're going to make here is because of that inconsistency last season is why you wouldn't select him earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, he can go out there and make plays that literally no one else can make. Yeah. I mean, he can be incredible. And then he can go out there and just look awful against Florida. Yeah. You know, it's like, what the hell? And Florida's not even that good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, just up and down, up and down. And their schedule – Ramps up pretty quick this year. Right out the and, gate. Yeah. He's going to be compared to Drake May. And I think, you know, that's what's going to happen, you know. What happens you, if they lose to Carolina, which they probably won't, but let's just, for this scenario, lose to them. Georgia week three, on the road, lose to them. Tennessee week five, lose to them. And, oh, yeah, Mississippi State wedged in there. I mean, if you start dropping games, are they going to start saying, well, he was great against Tennessee? He'll just recapture. No, he's going to go into, the, into yeah. a fucking – a ditch, you know and, what I mean? And, and that's that's the inconsistency. It's almost like sometimes he has to hit rock bottom to realize he's a good quarterback, you know. Right. I don't – you know, and maybe he's – he, hell, he ain't watching this show, Mike. But if he was, <laughs> maybe he's using it as fuel, you know, oh, yeah. that, oh, yeah. that, hey, this is a gift. He'll see the graphic, I promise yeah, you. He'll this, see it. <laughs> there are more – there's dad will anyway. <laughs> the, there are more doubters in this, in this yeah. you know. There, that's what – there is – there's a lot of people doubting you. There's a lot of people looking at – like – they couldn't believe it was even a question him coming back, you know, when he was thinking about maybe going to the NFL draft, right, right. you know. He's coming back to improve his stock, so he can improve it right out of the gate by beating the shit out of North Carolina, mm-hmm. by making a game with Georgia, potentially beating Tennessee Vols. Yep. I mean, he we could, you know, we could turn your scenario on the head and then say, you know, He's the third best quarterback, second best quarterback in the SEC, whatever, you know. So, the the ball's in his court. Nobody else is challenging for that position there in South Carolina. They built that that offensive – I mean, that offensive room is built around him, 
You know what I'm saying? Right. What other quarterback in the SEC is getting that kind of treatment? You know, so I guarantee when they went to the transfer portal, they were saying, "What can help him?" You know, and and that's the way they built this thing. So um, a little bit high, I'm a little bit higher, just because again, I have I have PTSD of, of that South Carolina game last year, Mike. So uh, drank a lot of beers for that one. So uh, I'm going to have them a little bit higher, but I, I get where you're coming from. And in all fairness, Shane, I had Stetson Bennett tenth on this list yeah. last year, so <laughs> I don't know right. what I'm talking about anyway. Yeah. You know <laughs> Seriously. Well, speaking of the dogs, that's where I got Carson Beck, number eight. Mm. And I could see him a lot higher, but he's another one. I can't just give him a ranking just because I think he'll be good. Yeah. He's got to go out there and, and do it in meaningful action. But he's going to have Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. He's going to have Dominic Lovett. He's going to have Lyad McConkey. He, he's got Rod Rod Thomas, Arian Smith. I mean, my God, all, the O-line should be great, probably the best in the, yeah. in the SEC. Running game should be elite. When we have seen him, Shane, 26 of 35, 310 yards, four touchdowns last season. So, And Rusty says he's got an NFL arm. And I yeah. trust Rusty over anybody when it comes to Georgia. So, I mean, Carson Beck, he could be number one by the end of the season. I mean, if Georgia wins it all, that's probably because Carson Beck is the best quarterback in the SEC. And I'm not doubting him. Yeah, I'm just saying we have, just haven't seen enough of him. And it, this is more of a respect of his team, the weapons, yeah. and him. I think he's already run away with the job. I don't know why they haven't named him the starter. I guess they're just not going to hand him anything. He's got to yeah. earn it in training camp, which which that makes sense. But thoughts on Carson Beck, number eight overall. Well, he won't see this, you know, because he's banned from social media, <laughs> I believe, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I guess, you know, we, we've already crowned the kid and not seen him in action. So right. I get why you look at these lists, and, and a lot of them have Beck hired just because, like what you said, all the ingredients they got around them. You yeah. know, they got some of the best pass catchers, pass blockers. You know, you're going to have a, a, a group, a crop of running backs that's going to alleviate some of that pressure. I, I, You know, Georgia is loaded. But I think, you know, similar to years past, they're not going to have to win because of the arm of Carson Beck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just can't blow the game. And I, I think that's why sometimes – you, you look at these, these powerhouse programs, the quarterbacks are brought down the list because of what they got around them. So you move back to Ole Miss, give them Lane Kiffin where they got to sling it out, then you're saying, hey, man, this is one, two, three quarterback in the country. Right. But Georgia, they just don't need him to be that. They need him to just be middle of the road, steady Eddie, don't, don't mess this game up, basically. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, just because we, you know, we don't have to do this for every quarterback or anything, but – Rattler or Beck, mm-hmm. you think by the end of, the, of this season, if you needed one to win you the game, wh- would you go with Rattler? Would you go with Beck? Who do you, who do you think? Oh, you'd man, do? that's a tough one, Mike. Because you can see, I mean, I'm not trying to be a clickbaity here. I mean, we, we got seven more to go. There's some awesome quarterbacks. I, I, yeah, and, and, and I guess I like Beck's arm talent better than I like Spencer's, but – Spencer has lived under the spotlight for a long, long time, and that's exactly what this championship game is. Yeah. So give me Rattler. Give me a just give me a cocky bastard that wants to come out there and sling <laughs> yeah. the rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what I want in my locker room. That's what I want in my huddle. I don't want a kid that that breaks into pressure because you know I've heard a lot of people talk. What happens when George I, I, Marler was on the other day? What happens when there are a couple scores down? You know, I, I think that that. We don't know. I mean, for us to sit here and say, well, don't worry, Beck will figure it out. Will he? You know, some people crack under pressure, you yeah. know. And, and and I think, like, the pressure can't get any heavier than it is for Spencer. Like, the pressure's been on for the last two years. So, I'm, I'm going to have him in the championship game. Okay. All right, number seven on my list, Shane. And this, this is another tough one to – but this should give you an idea of, of what I think of this guy. And I I struggle to put him this low. Like, I feel like he should be higher. But, again, we got a lot of good quarterbacks. Devin Leary from Kentucky. I, I loved him at NC State. Yeah. Uh, first, why he's low on this list, first season in the SEC. So, we don't truly respect someone until they've done it in the SEC. First season, working with Liam Cohen, the, the offense coordinator, of course. But at NC State, Shane, 60% passer. 6,800 yards, 62 touchdowns, only 16 picks. He's great. Trio of receivers, Dane Key, Barry and Brown, Tavian Robinson. Doesn't get much better than that. Again, O-line could kill him. 
and he's been banged up in his career. He's got minus 19 rushing yards for his career. So he's not a runner. Yeah. <laughs> not a runner. If the O-line's an issue, that's going to be a problem. Sounds like my stat line. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I put him a little bit further down the list. But I've seen a lot of people put Devin Leary top three in the SEC. I'm not ready to go quite that far. But I think he could finish there if the O-line is solid in Lexington. Yeah, man. I mean, golly. Because – Kentucky's crowned him, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, they. I think I've, you'll probably see more Leary jerseys than than Will Levis jerseys. You know, I mean, <laughs> they they are all in on this kid. And, and like you said, you talk about three of the most dynamic wide receivers. Now, are they the best? Like NFL, you know, like if you're building a Washington, no. But they bring something different mm-hmm. along. The, that's what makes them scary, dangerous. You know, is is this? They've all got their own little niche you know right um i love this room i love the running back i, I love ray davis I, I don't know about the offensive line you know i think that's the biggest concern for me is because it was such a problem last year do you just fix it in one off season you know i know they got a lot of bodies coming in through the portal and stuff like that but you know when you're talking about the big five up front these guys got to work together they got to know each other and if one drops the ball all four of them suffer for it, you know. So, do they gel that quick? I don't know, you know. They've never worked together. So, I can I understand why you're not so high on him just because the question marks surrounding the program. But I do think that Cohen uh, is going to put this kid in a good position. Yeah. And, and I think Kentucky is going to be vastly improved in the passing game. So I'm a little – I keep putting everybody yeah, – so I, I got to bring somebody you down. anyone down. You know? <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just – I bought in, and I do this we every July. We great quarterbacks, I'm Dude, telling you. Mike, I'm telling you, every July I do this with Kentucky especially. Mm-hmm. The closer we get, I'm like, damn, man, you know, they got something. And then something happens week four, week five, and you're like, I can't well, let's just delete that one, you know. <laughs> but right now I'm on the Leary train. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard, and I think – there's a reason he was the the most coveted quarterback in the transfer portal last year, yeah. and there's a reason that fans in Lexington should be excited because I think they got themselves a hell of a quarterback. But, I, I agree. So. All right, number six. <laughs> I'm trying to think who you got this high. Shade is not going to like this one, but I am. I keep seeing online, why are you guys so high? I'm in inner beer. Okay, I, I, let, me yeah. get, let me get our waiter out here. Because I, I feel, I feel some negative coming my way here in a second, Mike. All right, number six, Shane. And this is just, this is more the system, the coach. I be, I'm a believer in them. Not sold on the quarterback. Be happy to be wrong, Joe Milton, number six. And again, if I'm saying, look at some of the guys we've passed up so far. So I'm not saying he's awful. 64% passer last year for the balls, 971 yards, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. So, Orange Bowl MVP, Shane. If he's if he plays like that the whole year, he's probably number one on this list, given Josh Heupel and everything. But they're comparing him to Anthony Richardson. I have not done that. But some people are. Tennessee fans I've seen, and they're, they're cheering, and they're saying, oh, yeah, he's, he'll be the next Anthony Richardson. That's not a good thing, in my opinion. I mean, hell, Anthony – of course, I was singing Anthony Richardson's praises this time last year, but by the end of the year, not someone you, you wanted to lead – hell, they were 6-6. They were six and six. If he's the next Anthony Richardson, Tennessee's in trouble. Strongest arm in football, I get it. That's one of the, the last traits I want in a good quarterback. I want accuracy. I want toughness. I want leadership. Um, can he bring those things? I'm not saying he can't. But he's lost multiple starting jobs. Make or break year for him. Reworked offensive line. Reworked receivers. We got confidence in the receivers, but still reworked. So there's reason for me to doubt Joe Milton. What What do you think? Number six. Do you like Pate? Which camera am I talking to over here? <laughs> this one? This one? Mike, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. I'm turning off this pod now, Mike. I, 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 the, the thing with me, brother, is – 
And I get it. I get it. There's been the inconsistencies. There's been the overthrows. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I love what – I mean, the hype team does exactly what we need them to do. Putting these videos out there, throwing them 85 yards, <laughs> yes, well, that's that's hype, you know. Throwing yeah. it through the, the brick wall, you know, that's hype. That's what we want as a Tennessee volunteer fan. So, I'm not overreacting to, to that, you know, that – But you kind of are. A little bit because I love it, you know. I mean, I do love it. I love being Tennessee for a long time, man. For twenty years, wasn't in the spotlight, and if it was, it wasn't for a good reason, you know. Right. So now people are recognizing the program, and I think it's starting to come to fruition. And a lot of that has to do with Hopel and his system. But when I look at Milton, I, I look at him in the Vanderbilt game. I look at him in the Clemson. This is the two games I'm going off of. This is what our quarterback's going to look like, mm -hmm. and especially that second one in Clemson. You know, I, he was dialed in, man. Yeah. There, was there a couple of overthrows? Yeah, but there was also a lot of very, very dimes. I'm, I'm talking the absolute dimes in the back of the end zone. I think Joe gave me confidence going into the season that he can handle the pressure and that he can handle. Now, one thing I didn't see in the Vanderbilt game, and, and I really haven't seen up to this point, is physical play. He is a he's a big bastard, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, the guy's a giant. He looks like a, a tight end. You know, he has the body and frame to get some more yards, and I'm kind of surprised they haven't utilized that. But why would they when they don't have any backups for him last year? I think now we've got backups. Right. So I'd like to see because that was one of the – thank you. Mike's talking about all these Tennessee negative stuff. I need another one of these guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna ring, bring it in here, Mike. What I'm saying. Cheers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Milton is has got the arm, and, and and he's got he's got the ability to just blow the doors off this program, man. He truly does. There's weapons. There's some speed. There's some great wide receivers. There are question marks at offensive line. I get that, but. When you're looking at one of the best quarterbacks in the country, I'm putting him in the list just because he does have those, you know, ingredients. Now, does he put it together? Does he have the overthrows? I don't know, but I'm not getting in his head. I'm not. He better not be listening <laughs> to this pod because I'm going to say positively he's dialed in, and when we look at the end of the season, he's going to be breaking records, and he's going to be at least a top three quarterback in the SEC. Yeah, I hear a lot of potential in, in everything you just said. That's That's kind of the theme with Joe Milton, potential. You know what a, a wise, wise coach Jimbo Fisher once said? What did he say? Potential. I hate that word because it means you ain't done it yet. And he ain't done it yet. Now, he did it against Clemson, and that's why he's on this list. That's why he's so high up on this list because I got respect for Clemson, their defense at least. But, yeah, I mean, I think he can do it. I think he can. But if I was convinced, Shane, he'd be a lot higher on this list. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just, I got one foot in, one foot out on Joe Milton right now. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay, what programs are we not alienating today, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shay? This this what are we at? What number are we at? Number five. So we're number in the five. Top five. Okay, top five. You know, here on out, you know, I, I think if you made the top five in the SEC, you're happy. Yeah. Uh, you, you'd love to be number one, but you'll you'll handle the top five. So who we got at number five? Now this will surprise a lot of people, Shane. And this is projection. We saw a little bit of them last year. New offensive coordinator. But I'm going Connor Wigman, Texas A&M. If Jimbo was still our play caller, I'm bumping Connor way down the list. But I, I'm a big believer in Bobby Petrino, believer in, uh, you know, just him having to call the plays. We, I think we got the best trio of receivers here, Anaya Smith, Moose Muhammad, Evan Stewart, yeah. Elite. Everyone's back on the O-line. Yeah. Just signed a five-star running back. Uh, I mean, I guess Ole Miss, his first career start, Shane, 63% passer, 338 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. The last time we saw him started, he beat LSU. Top, I think they were top five LSU. So, you know, he flashed it. Not even convinced he's going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, because he's got beat out Max Johnson. So, maybe I'd put him a little bit higher if I knew for a fact he'd be the starter. But I got I – got, 90% confidence he's going to be our starting quarterback. I think A&M, big bounce back year, and it's going to be largely due to Connor Wigman taking that next step. You, he was true freshman last year, so second year in college football. I, I like Connor Wigman, number five. 
God, Lee, how how bad do you want to talk to Billy Lucci? I mean, you, you, you're moving him up this list. I, Connor, I mean, say what you want. Connor was the quarterback last year, and they still did not make a bowl game. They still well, had, only for a couple games, I though. I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying that's the perfect scenario, but right, right. But I mean, you got to factor that in. I mean, if you're making him a top five quarterback, I, I get it. They got weapons. They got probably the best receiving room in, in the country. Um, this is they, mostly about Bobby Petrino, though, Shane. Coming in, being the coordinator, quarterbacks coach, get Jimbo away from yeah, Connor how, Wigman. How can you be so optimistic about Connor Wigman and his future because of a, co- a coach hire, but you can't be as optimistic about Cohen in Kentucky or Spencer taking that step forward in, in South Carolina or, or Milton figuring it out? Now, again, I, I know that the people – you're, you're – I feel like I'm on Paul Feinbaum's show now, you know. Like, I, I, I understand why he does it. Let's get a caller in, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm just curious, you know. You, so, in your mind, you're, you're thinking the stars align. Bobby Petrino just has – he's he's the guy. Mm-hmm. He's cut loose down there in College Station. And as a as – a, uh, I like call. Here's the thing. I like Texas A&M. I, I put them at number one last year. They broke yeah. my heart. I'm still high on them this season. Hell, just listen to our preview. I, I fell in love with them. Uh, but do, does he let Bobby Petrino have that baby? Does he allow? Does he allow him to just have full reins and full control of that offense? If he does, yes, I think we're looking back saying Connor's the top three quarterback in the country. You know. But is there a part of you that gives a little pause with the the Max Johnson competition? Or is there a pause saying, hey, well, Jimbo didn't let loose last year. Why would he do it this year? Mm. Well, because I think his ass is on the line. Yeah, he's got to. And I think Max Johnson is a very good quarterback. I've been very high on him his entire career. He kind of – you can't say he saved the season because they still had a bad season. But he came in and, and won them. I believe yeah. it was a Miami game, Arkansas game. So, it would have been – I mean, he may already be fired if not for Max Johnson. Yeah. So, Max, Max Johnson is a good quarterback. I don't think you can win the SEC with Max Johnson. Mm. I think you can if five-star Wigman takes that second-level step in his second year in college football. I just think A&M's got all the pieces, Shane. Yeah. And I guess I'm just going to keep saying that year after year after year yeah. until they actually do it. And if they don't do it, fire Jimbo's ass. I think they probably should have already fired his ass. Yeah. But this has got to be the final year. If yeah. they don't go nine and three or better, what in the hell are we doing here? Yeah, we got a top five roster potentially. We got, you know, maybe the most accomplished offensive coordinator in the country. Yeah, we got all these defense alignment. We got our then secondary's elite. I don't know. I I, I think A and M's is is I mean, bound to, to have a huge year. And I'm not trying to piss off, you know, Texas A and M here, but if Lane Kiffin was their coach last year. What was the record? Probably like eleven and two. Shit. <laughs> Jimbo is not. I know. Great, I know, you know. Not a Jimbo fan. He's definitely not coming by our booth at SEC Media Days. Uh, he may flip us off on the way through. Hey, listen, we. But that's the thing, man. We're not. We're not hard on Jimbo. Right. Well, maybe we are, but it's because we expect more, just like that fan base should expect more. When right, you look right. at that roster, there's a lot of people, a lot of coaches that would kill for that roster, that would kill for that that NIL money, that would kill for that facility. You know, yep. there's, I mean, it is it's set up perfect. And, and, for, and you had a head start on Texas, which is about to come in here, you know, and, and I think, you know, now's the time to put up or shut up. So, call it, call, they're not waiting anymore. Aggies got to get it done this year, and I'm I'm with you here, man. I'm giving you a hard they time. Did, but I like what they did them. at LSU last year, winning the West yeah. in year one. Yeah. Jimbo's going into year six. It's a fucking disgrace. It's, it if is. He, if he can't win it the is. West yeah. in – Six, seven years while well, we got other exactly. people doing it immediately. And there, if I told you you've beat Alabama a few times, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I mean, like, come on. Come on now. Come on. All right, number four. And again, people will probably get mad at this, Shane. They'll probably think uh, maybe too – their fans will think too low. Others will think too high. But Will Rogers, number four, I think he's, he's being completely overlooked. Overlooked. New system, which I think will be good for him. I think it'll be good for the offense, a little bit more balanced. Yeah. He's not going to put up the crazy numbers. So that, that'll hurt him a little bit in some people's mind. But I think he could be a better quarterback 
and not have as good as numbers, as crazy as that is to say, because well, they're going to run the ball more, push the ball down the field a little bit more. He's already, Shane, the all-time leading passer in Mississippi State history. He's already the all-time SEC completion leader, yeah. and he could play for two more years. I don't know if he will, but he could. Uh, you know, nearly 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns. He could play for two more years? Well, because of the COVID, he, he played – that was his debut, and that was essentially a free year for everybody. Oh. So he can – he can shatter every <laughs> record that exists in the SEC uh, if he so chooses. But, you know, I, I think this move will be good for him to, to try something different. The only hesitation is the fact that they brought in Mike Wright. And maybe they're bringing him in. I think really what they – they're bringing him in to be like a wildcat. Yeah. To, to maybe be – I don't know tight end's the right word, but like H-back, receiver, do many different things. But the fact they brought him in is kind of concerning – that, uh, well, maybe they just need an emergency quarterback, too. You know what I mean? But I think Will's the man. I think he's he is criminally underrated. Yeah. Number four may even be underrated. Uh, but I, I think Will Rogers is, is a top five quarterback in the SEC. What about the turnover in the receiver room? Are you worried about that at all? That hurts, too. I mean, Rara Thomas, if he was back, that'd be great. Ducking. I remember we mentioned him during the preview. I, I don't know exactly – Someone said in the comments that I, I think he's like out of eligibility or something. That's why he went in the portal. But, yeah, so there's turnover there. They're, they're relying on Tulu Griffin and Xavier Thomas, two younger players, and then Rufus Harvey, who sounds like he maybe got injured and had to enter the transfer portal. So massive turnover in the receiver room. That that played yeah. a part of my decision as well. And, and I, th- I love Will Rogers. I, I, I think he is an unsung hero of the SEC quarterbacks. And um, you talk about about a guy that's got a ton of experience. That he's, not, I mean, there's no game that's too big for him. So yeah, it, going back to that scenario of this show is if I'm going to a championship game, I want a guy that has done it before. Maybe not been in an SEC championship, but you know has been in some high pressured ball games yeah. and, and, and come out victorious. So I like Will Rogers, and I love what they're going to do. I think. You know, whether they do it or not, when Arnett's coming out saying, hey, we're going to let him cook, man. You know, we're going to let him just go out there and ball out. That excites me because you felt like he was already doing it to begin with. What does it look like, you know, with 40-yard bombs down the field, you know? So, yeah. I, I I don't know. I think this next chapter of, of Mississippi State's football is going to be awesome to watch. And then 10 years from now, we're going to be talking about some of the all-time greats that have come through this conference. Will Rogers' name is going to keep coming up when we bring up Mississippi State, in my opinion. Now, here, Shane, this is the part where people do not read the the fine print. They don't understand this list. How in the hell do you got this guy, number three, over such and such and such, Spencer Rather, Joe Milton, end of the season. Project. So, this is, this is the guy that's probably the most projected on the entire list. Number three. Jackson Dart, Ole Miss. I think he takes a big step. Year two, playing for Lane Kiffin. We all know what he's got in Judkins, maybe the best running back in the country. He's got that pressure off him. A uh, lot back on the offensive line. Receivers are, are retooled. They had to hit the transfer portal to get them back. But he's won over the team. Nearly 3,000 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 11 picks. He's got to clean that up. 614 rushing yards. Only threw one interception in all of spring. And that's practice, uh, you know, scrimmages, everything. I mean, by all accounts, he's the man in Oxford. If you're the man in the Lane Kiffin, I think you're going to put up some big-time numbers this fall. Well, what's, what excites me about Jackson Dart is when I think about Lane Kiffin and Bama, you know, when you really could not – like, going back to Matt Corral, you knew it was going to be an, an air raid type scenario you know that mm-hmm. that, that they're going to just air it out like crazy mm-hmm. but you know now they got this running game established yeah. you know last season and i think that's what a lot of people forget or not paying attention to is that you can't you can't afford to have six guys in the box or you're you're going to get just diced up by right. maybe a potential Heisman candidate back there. Mm-hmm. So with a loaded box, now you got Jackson Dart with his wheels able to move around and play action. I think that's what makes them so exciting this season. And everything I've heard sounds great. You know, yeah. I, I I think if we watched a bad spring game or if we heard 
you know, rumors that there truly is a quarterback competition. We're not hearing that. This is this is Jackson's room. It doesn't matter how many quarterbacks Lane Kiffin brought in. Jackson beat them all out. And if he continues that trajectory, we know he has the tangible pieces to be a fantastic quarterback in this conference. With Lane Kiffin as your as your coach, yeah, the 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 ceiling's unlimited here. I, I think this is – I may not have him at the three spot. You know, that's. I think that's really high. But the, I would have him with a higher ceiling and, and potential to be uh, one of the top two quarterbacks in, in the country right. if if he takes a hold of this potential. So, that's, that's my only draw is because he didn't do that last year. There were some games they lost because of inconsistent play. Does he fix that in one offseason, you know? Right. Over 600 rushing yards, too. So – Underrated runner, but the feeling in Oxford, Shane, is that he's going to go to the NFL. So, I mean, they're they're thinking he's going to be that caliber this, well, this fall. Mike thinks he's top three. He better get going to the NFL, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you done passed a whole bunch of NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, number two. This was tough. One and two was very, very difficult, Shane. But I don't think that surprised anyone on this show. Jaden Daniels, LSU, year two at LSU. Year two under Mike Denbrock, the offensive coordinator. Two-time SEC Offensive Player of the Week last year. Three games where he scored four or more touchdowns. I mean, he was a touchdown machine. Led LSU in rushing. I mean, this guy's dynamic, criminally underrated passer. He broke the LSU rushing record, 11 rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. That's never been done. I mean, I think he's a legit Heisman candidate, especially if LSU is as good as I think they're going to be. I'm already on record. Yeah. I think they win it all. He's he's going to be a Heisman finalist if they live up to that potential. Mike, and, and he's he's just a build of a typical Heisman quarterback. You know what I'm saying? He not only can throw, not only can make great decisions when he's out there on the field, but he's got those legs, man, that yeah. mobility factor that you just can't box this kid in. And, and – and I think for me, why I've got him high on this list is is a lot to do with the spring game. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was expecting a little bit of a drop, a little bit of rustiness, you know. All the spring games I watched, nobody was more dialed in than Jaden Daniels, you know. So I think that that's exciting. You know, we need some receivers to step up. We need some dudes yeah. on the outside. But LSU has made a lot of improvement going into the season, mainly with that offensive line. And I thought I thought that was what's the true highlight the spring game. And if you've got five big uglies up front keeping you clean in the entire game, you can be able you you can have some fun back there. And I think that's what Jaden does this year. So big season for for LSU. So the one we didn't mention, of course, KJ. KJ. Give me KJ. Golly, how's he one. not sponsoring this show with all that NIL, you know? <laughs> How many times we got to say we love KJ Jefferson? And before you jump into this, a lot of people are freaking out that, that, that he's even considered the top quarterback, and we've got him on top of our list. If you take KJ's jersey off now and you put a Georgia jersey on him, you put an Alabama jersey on him, there's no question who the Heisman front runner is going to be. Yeah. That's the scenario, Mike. I'm going to that locker room. I'm picking a guy, and I'm glad you put KJ there because I'm right there with you. Yeah. Check this out, Shane. Ranked number two in the SEC last year, 8.8 yards per attempt. This is not rushing. This is attempt. He had better passing efficiency, yards per attempt, and completion percentage better than Bryce Young last year they just don't talk about him and oh yeah 510 rushing yards seven touchdowns I mean he's just a beast and when he takes off running you can't bring him down I mean it takes three or four guys just to get him to the ground yeah and I think you said it best I mean Arkansas fans know all too well the disrespect they get it's it's the jersey yeah it's the jersey that people downgrade him and oh Arkansas lost x amount of games and they lost to Liberty that was a game he shouldn't even playing he was banged up he missed Mississippi State game you know, I mean, on and on and on. There's, but, no, I mean, they they would not have made a bowl game the last couple of years yeah. if not for K.J. Jefferson. I mean, he is that valuable to that team. And I'm fascinated to see what he – the only concern I have is Dan – and I like Dan Eno, so I, it's not a concern, but it's just he's played under Kendall Bryles' entire college career. How does he transition to Dan Enos? But that's the guy that got his hands on Jalen Hurts, turned him into an NFL uh, star. Well, NFL draft pick. He, right. Jalen Hurts did the work in the NFL. Yeah. But, you know, you've got a 
he, he has proven he can take a guy that, that most people see as just a runner and fine-tool the passing. And not that he even needs to do it with K.J., but just a different scheme, different things of asking, asking a quarterback to do. How does he transition? I'm curious to see. But I think that could unlock even more in yeah. K.J. Jefferson this fall, and I certainly anticipate it. And sometimes I think that's good, Mike. You know, Enos can come in with no um, – you know, because sometimes you, you, if you're a coordinator, I've noticed this, you, you try to fit your pieces into your mold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if it doesn't work, you go out and you recruit somebody that comes in and stuff like that. Coming into this system, I think if it's, as an outsider, he could sit back and say, okay, what is KJ really good at? That's what we're going to hone in on. You know, what does he struggle at? Okay, maybe we pull back from that a little bit. I think a, a, a new, I don't know, kind of like a – breath of fresh air is is what this is going to feel like for kj and company i i think arkansas's offense shines this season man and a lot of that is going to do with me and you agree the best quarterback in the conference yeah so man i can't wait to see the people reaction yeah. and i mean i'm gonna mute them <laughs> every one of them <laughs> but i do appreciate you brother coming over yeah. and talking sec quarterbacks and this is always one of my favorite shows of the year. You know what? Absolutely. If you're really mad, we're going to be at the Bearded Iris on July. <laughs> what is it? July 15th? July 15th. 1 to 3 Central. Three, no, no, 3 to, three oh, to 6 shit. Central time. I'm going to be there early. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking. <laughs> right near Top Golf. We'll put 101 Van Buren Street, Nashville, Tennessee, 37208. Bearded Iris Brewing, Saturday, July 15th, 3 to 6 p.m. Central time. Come hang out. Drink a cold one and rip apart my list here. I'm happy to do it. That's right. Let's drink some cold beer and have fun. All right. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.